Episode 37, a behind-the-scenes conversation to part one of The Importance of Reading. Welcome to the Principles and Practice Podcast. This is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning. I'm your host, Heather Hall, and this is my co-host, Brian Hall. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. Today, I'm sharing with you a conversation that... Arlene Helms and I carried on after we recorded episode 36 on the importance of reading. Arlene was very generous and gracious with her time and allowed for the conversation to carry on a little bit while longer and to record it so that you all could have some more encouragement and some insight and hopefully some inspiration to walk away with regarding Noah Webster and the topic of phonics. So I hope you enjoy this. <laughs> I, I'd like to talk a little bit about some things, some things that were impressed upon me about Noah that you shared was about how he alone was given that task yes. to put together that dictionary. And, yep. and the fact that he did not have technology to help him meant that right. he was, his time was greatly consumed with this task. Right. And so he probably did not have a very large social life. Right. And right. he was just remaining faithful to that task because he was thinking so generationally about it. Exactly. And, and not just for his family, right? But for the whole nation and for all of the people that would be born after that he would right. never meet. Right. Exactly. And, and when reading our primary sources about him and even his own words, he's a very humble man. He was not prideful about this. He wasn't arrogant that he was the one compiling this dictionary. Right. He just knew the importance of the task and stuck to it. And I think that it was all and always with the heart to bring glory to God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was, um, I have a little booklet somewhere in my office, I need to just get back into all of this stuff. And I want to thank you because you have been my inspiration because I've been kind of like staying away from it. But this really helps me to settle down and to discipline myself to sit and write because that's what I want to do. So these are going to be things that will be going in my book, Heather. Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to read your book. I really am looking forward to it. There's so much to learn from so many different people with their research. And especially when you're applying the principal approach to it, you know, there are things that will spark more ideas for other people or just even encouragement from what you're learning and what you're doing with what you're learning. Right. And and that's something else I love that you highlighted how Noah was learning while he was writing the dictionary. Right. Be because it's such a good role model for us, especially as right. parents who are homeschooling, because while we're researching and preparing lessons for our children, right. we're learning as well. And then it doesn't have to stop with just teaching our children because, no. you know, people come up in conversations from history, especially right now when so much is questionable to a lot of people about our history because of lies that are being put out there about it and confused messages about it, that they have the opportunity then to be able to say, hey, did you know? Right. So, yeah. And, and another thing I wanted to mention, so this little booklet that I have talked about Noah being um, nominated 
for the hall of fame like i don't know like i don't know if it was 20 times i mean it was like over it it had to be somebody who was deceased who had accomplished something and his name kept coming up kept coming up kept coming up but he never they never voted him to have his bust and this was in a place in new york where they have bust of you know different people and if you look at the list it's like you know i know noah Webster and everybody knows the Webster's dictionary, but you see these other names and it's, you know, some of them you would recognize most, you know, some of them you wouldn't. And, um, but at the same time, one of the things that God wants us to be is humble. Mm -hmm. And even though he had passed, I don't think that he would have appreciated having a bust you know, I mean, it was a different day today. It's like, oh, you're a star and you can put the star, you know, the hall of fame, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But back then, humility was an important part of the lives of our founding fathers. They were not, you know, boasting and braggiosious. I mean, and look what they accomplished. Right. So, so I, I think that, you know, that it's interesting that, he did get nominated, but he never did make it um, in that Hall of Fame. But it was almost like God protecting, him, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, and keeping and keeping him humble. And then it's for people like you and I, you know, to share the work. And the other thing, I did a Sunday school class one time, and I brought in the, the dictionary because it's a big book and I was like first through third graders I was talking to first through third graders and I said you know we're all given something to do and I said imagine if Noah said oh I'm just gonna stop at the letter m and I'm not gonna finish right <laughs> <laughs> and so that's another thing I mean like you know like anything else when you're talking you can go off here and there but I'm mentioning this to you because he, he, he was given the task and he, I mean, he could have, how many times do we, are we given something and then we start it and we don't finish. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so imagine where we would be <laughs> if poor Noah would have said, yeah, I'm just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna finish that. <laughs> yeah. We would be at a loss. Yeah, we would. Yeah, oh. and I and I think of I mean he was completely human. So right. did he ever right. sit there and wrestle with feeling lonely, right. spending all these hours in his studies, even though he was engrossed in them? And I imagine he enjoyed learning so much because he kept going with it. But he saw the greater need that was there. And, and the other I, thing, the other thing, when learning these different languages. Think, think about this. And I didn't mention it because I mean, like, again, timing wise, he did not have 26 or 27 um, tutors for all of these different languages. Mm -hmm. So self-education is, is something that I think needs to be brought back to the minds and the hearts of the people. You know, Ben Franklin, all of the things that he accomplished that we have today because he just, you know, was doing the next thing and doing the next thing. 
and learning and, and learning and doing and, and, you know, the action, you know, part of it to help society. And, and it's still, you know, the things that we have today because of his mind and his heart. And so these people, and, and I mean, we could go into the whole phonics thing and reading. Now teachers are being taught to read, to teach students the whole language method, which mm -hmm. is abysmal. It's just, you know, so what children aren't going to get out of it is the whole, you know, the, the thinking and the analyzing and the three aspects that, um, the, that, uh, e, that Ethel points out that are to me critical, um, the thinking, the analyzing and the organizing. And then when kids can grasp, you know what I mean? They, they're grasping those concepts, but those are things that they're taking with them for life. Right. Yeah. It helps them to figure out or get a general direction of a few possibilities for being able to look up a word for the proper spelling. Because um, I know we've used, I, I had not heard of the acorn in my hand resource mm -hmm. or the one that you mentioned that Camp Constitution has. What yep. was the title of that that's, one again? So that's um, phonics. That's Sam, Sam Blumenfeld. It's, okay. um, yeah, it's phonics. And then, um, yeah, Sam, he was just, he, he actually wrote the book, Crimes of the Educator, with Alex Newman. I have that, was, that book. Yeah, yeah. So that was mm -hmm. probably his last um, work, you know, his last writing. Where mm -hmm. I part ways a little bit with, um, with Sam is he was starting to get on the mindset that Shakespeare didn't write Shakespeare. Shakespeare wasn't the guy. And I'm like, oh, don't go down that road. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, and mm -hmm. of course, in, in the face, in the literature guide, um, face, you know, talks about how Shakespeare was called the part of the Bible and um, C.E. Ellis, I think is the gentleman's name, wrote a book in the 1800s where he shows you page by page quotes from Shakespeare and quotes from the Bible, like they mirror each. Yes. And, yeah. 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 So yeah, I was going to say the resource that we've used in our homeschool for spelling is Spell to Write and Read by Wanda Sinceri. And she teaches the phonograms, you know, all the sounds and then how to reason through when to use them or when they are most likely used. And she also is able to explain, for the most part, why mm -hmm. a rule is broken. Okay. So, and she goes a little bit into history about why the words change from one spelling to another spelling in some instances, and then why it ended up remaining the last way. So, right. um, like with the word, I think it was the word some, we, we spell it S-O-M-E. It didn't used to be spelled with the E on the end, and we don't pronounce it some. However, right. it had something to do with when the French had won a war and took over a kingdom that okay. they had changed it. And so the spelling remained, but the pronunciation didn't or something okay. to that effect. I, I'm okay. a little bit rusty on the history of that because it's been a while since mm -hmm. I've taught that word, 
But so I thought that was helpful for the children to understand the cause to effect as well with some of the words um, that she, I think she uses the heirs list, the words that are most difficult in the English language to spell. So uh, that's another good resource for people to look into as right. well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that it's such an important topic that you're covering because there are tons of reading and spelling curriculum out there now that are so focused on the whole word. Oh, it's, method. yeah, that's and, just bad. And I think it was my friend, Gina Hardin, who had pointed out that Dr. Seuss used whole words. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> so while the stories are not necessarily a problem, um, just the fact that it's not helping children to think through along with the spelling words that they are learning with the phonograms and stuff that I, might, I thought might be the, the challenge. Right. And I thought that the Dick and Jane method came out, you know, the reading the books, I thought that came out later than what they did. They mm. came out, er, you know, earlier. Um, and I, I was kind of surprised because I, I was thinking that it, so yeah, the Dick and, and Jane, I, I was surprised that it was written earlier than, like than what 19, I was. Like in the 1950s, 1960s, or? Actually, no, earlier than that. I, and I actually, I want to look at it, but somebody somebody mentioned that it was earlier than that. And I'm like, mm. I just, I thought it was maybe, you know, 50s, 60s, but somebody mm -hmm. mentioned earlier than that, which that's, I, I do want to look that up to, to see exactly. But this Ethel, so she, her daughter, she started looking into the whole reading thing after her daughter was, you know, older. Um, and so this was written in 1964. And so, you know, take, you know, how many years of her child being in school. So you would have been talking in the 50s and then and the Johnny couldn't read then. Mm -hmm. So um, so it's interesting. And, and of course, the perspective that I had when I was first had this book in hand versus looking at it now. I mean, there's so, you know, there's just so much more. It's just like the Bible. I mean, you can pick up, pick it up one day and read something. And then a year late, you know, a day later, even, <laughs> but a year later or 10 years later, it just has, you know, it's the same word, but it means, you know, more to you and it has a different meaning, you know, depending on what you're going through and what your understanding, you know, what your understanding is. So, um, so did you, did you learn anything out of this? Miss, Miss, um, what do I want to say? Miss certified accredited <laughs> teacher? <laughs> well, definitely as far as uh, the history goes, they, as far as phonics goes, um, my mom had taught our, my younger brother with phonics and she used, um, it was called Little Patriots back then. And it's mm -hmm. the same curriculum that Pilgrim Institute sells. Okay. And there's some little nuances that differentiate it from spell to write and read. I like them both a lot. Um, it's rebranded as a different name through Pilgrim Institute, and I don't remember what it's rebranded as, but that's another okay. one to recommend to people. But so as far as phonics goes, I grew up knowing the importance of it. Um, right. And 
but yeah, definitely. I mean, I never thought to look into the history of the Dick and Jane stories and mm-hmm. how that comes into play with uh, children not being able to read very well because right. it was such a popular book. We've not used those at our homeschool. We've used the McGuffey readers. Right. Um, yes. And then definitely some of the history about Noah and the perspective right. on him was really refreshing and encouraging. Oh, good. So, yeah, I, I don't think any of us that are, you know, have the title or certification as master teacher ever think that we've arrived and know it all. There's always so much to learn and everybody has a different way of presenting what they've learned and just different things that they've come across. Right. So if, if any of the listeners do, and if you ever do, and I hope you do end up participating in that course through the foundation for American Christian education to be certified master teachers, then, um, it's amazing and so enlightening and encouraging to be around so many like-minded people. And it was so enjoyable to learn from so many other people who are quote unquote master teachers. Right. Um, And there was such a variety that we had a music teacher. I loved so much how she presented, how she taught with the principal approach in music. It was so wonderful. And then there was, a gal who covered poetry and another one that covered science. And so there was just this whole huge variety from history to the arts. And it was so enlightening. It's really enriching. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's really a good experience. And um, in my experience, I, I learned a lot through my research, of course, but you know, for another time, for another story, I can go into what I think the Lord wanted me to see and learn through not just the research, but because of the research and then being where I was to present it gave me a huge burden for my state that I did not have. I've, oh, been, wow. I've been frustrated with mm-hmm. and for my state. I've been very upset, but I've not really been very burdened for my state. So that mm-hmm was a lesson that the Holy Spirit was teaching me through this whole experience, just in a nutshell. So I think that there's personal takeaways probably for everybody that, that got up and presented something. So, um, yeah, it's a good experience. I recommend it for everyone who, who can and desires to take it. Well, and, and I did want to mention because you know, about the Republic. I mean, I put that in there mm-hmm. on purpose mm-hmm. because let's face it, if we don't have the biblical, you know, foundation, if we don't have the books, if we're not using the original meanings of the words, if we're not teaching, you know, the last quote and I, and I saved that for last when I talked about how, you know, her quote um, where she talked about, that the process of the symptomatic growth of thought following the order embedded in creation by its creator, children learn to reason in the way God intended for men to reason. Mm -hmm. And that way applies to all learning from the alphabet to the attributes of God. I just love that. Yes, that is so excellent. (laughs) That is just like, oh, I just, it's so rich. Yeah. 
And, and these are the things that are going to help keep our republic. So why do they want to throw the phonics out, right? Right, right? They just want to throw it out. The other reason I truly believe the reason why they want to throw Shakespeare out is because if anybody does a study on it, it's like, oh, Shakespeare used to be called the Bard of the Bible. I mean, I don't know that you could Google that and actually find it on Google. I mean, you might have to search because, see, that's the other thing, Heather. When I began homeschooling, I could type in a founding father's name with the beginning of a quote and mm -hmm. boom, it would show up. And then mm -hmm. I'd have, you know, I'd have the quote right there. Mm -hmm. I was reading a quote from Homer and I'm talking from way, way back, you know, Homer. Mm -hmm. And, and I literally ended up typing the whole quote in there. And what came up was Homer Simpson. Oh dear. <laughs> and when I told my friend who is a professor at homeschool dad to um, professor at Cornerstone university, we were having dinner. This happened like the day or two before we had dinner with him and his wife. And one of the first things I sat down and I said, I said, Hey, Scott, because he's, he's the, an authority on antiquities and Bible scrolls and all of that kind of thing. Okay. And actually, yeah, he does exhibits. He's got an, an exhibit coming here, right a mile from me at Maranatha Bible and Conference Center oh. in, um, yeah, in, in October. And anyway, <clears throat> so I sat down and I said, Scott, I said, I wrote this, you know, I wrote Homer and then I started to write the quote because in the past, like I said, I used to be able to, you know, it would, it would bubble up, you know, the quote would bubble up and you'd get the rest of the quote. Mm -hmm. I said, do you know who came up? He started laughing. He knew exactly. I didn't even have to tell him. He laughed. He goes, Homer Simpson. And I said, yes. And then, um, so huh. Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes, um, he talks, there's actually curriculum that some colleges do with, um, with Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes talked about the difference between seeing and observing. Mm -hmm. So he tells Watson, he, he asks Watson, he said, how many, how many steps are, are here? Now, these are steps that Watson goes up and down, up and down all the time. And so Watson can't answer how many steps there are. So um, Sherlock Holmes tells him, you see, but you don't observe. Mm. How are children supposed to learn when, I mean, I'm an adult. I know what I'm looking for. I have no idea that what I'm being brought to, you know what I mean? Like these young kids have no idea what they're being brought to isn't the thing that they're looking for if you know mm -hmm. and and it's just so sad as a matter of fact tonight um at one of our schools locally at six o'clock there's a meeting where so this homeschool partnership so you send your child you see your child home you're not necessarily homeschooling you're using public school curriculum on the computer at home and so some children were exposed to all kinds of stuff that you and your husband and me and my husband wouldn't even want to see yeah and so there's a big meeting tonight about that and <sighs> so we really have to guard and steer 
our young ones, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, and help these parents. So help these parents so that they can get on the right road and not be on the wrong road because um, they don't know what else is out there. They don't know what they mm -hmm. don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't know, you know, about Noah Webster's dictionary and, mm -hmm. and the importance of it. All right, everyone. Well, that's the conversation that we have for you to enjoy today. I hope that you join us next week. And also, we'll be having Arlene back before too long as she shares part two on the importance of reading. Have a great day. As always, if you're looking for additional resources or support, you can visit our website at principalacademy.com, check out our shop and our blog, and you can also find us on Facebook at Christian Homeschooling with Bible Principles, also on Instagram under Principal Academy. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, well, this is Heather Hall. And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and His Glory. <laughs> <laughs>